This episode is brought to you by Save Our Babies, a conversation about suicide and mental health for children of color. Did you know African-American children are taking their lives at roughly twice the rate of their white counterparts? And every five days, a child under the age of 13 dies by suicide, as well as Latina teens currently have the highest rate of suicide attempts among all adolescent groups in the U.S. As a suicide survivor and as a person who has lost my younger cousin to suicide, he would be turning 18 this year. I am really passionate about saving our children of color from suicide. So Fireflies Unite has partnered with the National Alliance on Mental Illness, the Prince George's County chapter, to raise awareness for suicide for black and latino children by hosting our very first event on july 21st the event will provide a panel and a safe space for mental health professionals and advocates and there will even be a mom there to talk about her losing her son to suicide this is a place for parents and anyone who works with children to come and learn to how to identify the signs of suicide and mental illness in children. The event will take place again on July 21st in Bowie, Maryland, and a portion of the ticket proceeds will be donated to the National Alliance on Mental Illness, Prince George's County Chapter. For tickets and more information, head over to www.saveourbabies.eventcreate.com. Com. Again, for tickets and more information, head over to www.saveourbabies.eventcreate.com. Let's start the show. Fireflies Unite with Kia, your weekly podcast from the perspective of individuals thriving with a mental illness. We are normalizing the conversation about mental health within communities of color to foster mental wellness and empowerment. Welcome to another episode of the Fireflies Unite podcast with me, Kia, where our mission is to bring light into darkness just like the fireflies by truly just sharing the stories of people thriving with a mental illness if you are new and this is your first time listening to the podcast i just want to welcome you and i hope that you come back and you listen again that you subscribe and that you leave a review if you like what you hear especially on apple Podcasts because it really helps with people finding the podcast it helps it to become more visible and just let people know that the podcast is really dope so if you like what you hear i encourage you to subscribe and come back and binge listen to all the episodes so i just want to thank everyone who has shared the save our babies flyer on social media it really means a lot to me like my words can't express how appreciative I am of your support, whether you put it on Facebook or retweeted it or shared it or put it in your stories on Instagram, just know I really appreciate it because it's something that I have been working extremely hard on for months and it's getting down to the wire and it's tough. It truly is tough. And so it gets 
a bit to be overwhelming, of course, because of all that is currently going on. And I just want to let you guys know that every, you know, all the support that you're giving me, it truly does go a long way. And on last week's episode, where we talked with Dr. Amber Thornton about the difference between depression and sadness, I thought that episode was really, um, it, it put a lot into perspective and it just always reminds me of why I do the work that I do and why it's so important that people are educated when it becomes, when it becomes, uh, to mental illness just because there are so many things that people don't know. There are so many stigmas that are still there there are even though mental health is something that I talk about all the time and it's a part of my well it's always a part of our everyday lives but a lot of people still don't talk about it and it's still very taboo and even though it's not taboo for me sometimes it's easy for me to forget that some people still don't talk about it because I've no longer lived that life of suppressing things or acting like everything is fine and trying to put a front on for social media. Like, I don't live that way anymore because it takes way too much energy to try to put on this front. And so that's one of the reasons why I'm so so transparent on social media and do my best to be as transparent as I possibly can, which I even mentioned on last week's episode. And so... On today's episode, we're actually, y'all, I had something else planned, but I truly feel God pushing me in this direction because it's something that we truly need to talk about. And not to mention, I know that you guys who listen to the podcast, well, guys and ladies, sorry, that listen to the podcast, you really enjoy the conversations as it pertains to mental health and faith. And today, something that I really wanted to talk about with you all, I want to talk about us using prayer as a crutch for mental health because it's getting really old. And the reason why I wanted to talk about it is because it, so, okay, so here's the story. I have flyers for my events and I have been going around to local businesses in the community to help get the word out for Save Our Babies. Of course, I've been promoting it on social media, but since I'm, it's, the event is happening in Maryland, you know, the Washington, D.C. metropolitan area, I've been going to local businesses to really meet with, to try to meet people where they are to help spread the word and really just share my story as to why I'm doing this. And so I was coming out of Target and I walked up to an older lady who I'm not sure how old she was. She may have been in like her, I'm not sure, maybe 60s, early 70s. And I introduced myself to her and I gave her a flyer. And when I gave her my flyer and I told her what I was doing, she was like, oh, no thank you I just pray for every I just pray for everyone now I wasn't really surprised by her response just because you know when it comes to the church it's like oh we just pray about it 
and there's nothing wrong with praying about it let me just say that it's nothing wrong with praying up praying to god because i pray daily so that's not what i'm trying to say but what i am trying to say is that in the black christian community sometimes we use faith as a crutch now that does not mean that prayer does not work i am a witness to what god can do i believe in miracles god spared my life from suicide and performed countless miracles on my life from the time i my mom gave birth to me i was a premature baby and i could have very well lost my life i weighed two pounds i was in the hospital for a long time and i was fed through tubes and but what we do is we just kind of pray about things and be like oh just give it just give it to god and it's like okay but we can give it to god but the scripture also says that faith without works is dead which is james the second chapter verses 14 through 26 and it talks about faith without works being dead so what do you say to the person who's constantly praying and they're hearing voices and they're seeing things that aren't there and they're not finding any relief do you just keep telling them oh just keep praying just keep praying everything will be fine you don't ever think to tell them to go see a psychiatrist or a therapist or a social worker or any type of mental health professional it's just pray about it when i believe that while our faith should not be rooted in mental health professionals if you're a believer in whatever your religion is i just encourage people to practice that religion whether it's the nation of islam whether it's buddhism what whatever people believe in i just encourage people whatever that is for them to practice it and for me it just happens to be my religion happens to be christianity and again so what do you say to the person who has not showered or has they haven't had anything to eat in like three days or more you just tell them keep praying and of course i say this all the time on the podcast that we are more accepting of illnesses such as cancer and diabetes and we tell those people to just, you know, you know, God's going to heal them. And yes, God can certainly heal us because I believe that God can heal people from cancer just like he can help people from a mental illness. But it requires work on our end. Here's the thing. People want to pray and not do anything. Now, granted, there are some situations where you have to pray and leave it alone. Perfect example. An hour before I recorded this podcast, not even an hour, maybe even 20 to 30 minutes ago, your girl was crying on the phone with her friends because of my car accident. It has been extremely stressful with my car possibly being totaled. There's a a huge chance that my car may be totaled and I have to get attorneys involved and I will have to get a new car and you know i have a lot going on when it comes to producing a show with this is my brave i have save our babies i also i'm a consultant i'm a communications consultant so i have two clients that i'm working with and doing communications outreach for them i have that it's it's a lot you know and so i got overwhelmed and i and i cried and it's like okay yes it's okay for me to pray about it because I believe that I should and I should talk to God, but God already knows what's on my heart. He already sees what's what's going on. But at that moment, I just needed some comfort. And here's the thing. 
I feel like I'm going all over the place because there's so much on my mind. But here's the thing. It's okay to pray about it. When, it, when there are things that are outside of your control, like this situation that I'm going through with my car, it's outside of my control. It's okay for me to pray, but I'm human, so I have to go through the emotions. I have to process my emotions. I have to, if I need to cry, just like I did 30 minutes ago before I turned on this mic, I just did. I just cried. I cried twice today because I needed to. If I need to talk to a friend and I need them to pray for me, that's what my friend is. So shout out to my sis, Brienne. I love you, girl. Um, if I need people to do that for me, I have people in my support system who will encourage me. And so I kind of got off on a tangent in a bit, but I just want to tell people like, it's okay to pray and go through the emotions. That's one aspect of it. But the other side of it is that people pray and then they like expect God to sprinkle some like magic fairy dust like oh I'm gonna pray about it but then you're not gonna do anything but it's like God requires work on our end or whatever your faith is it requires some work if there again if it's a situation where you've done all that you can do of course you pray about it and you you leave it alone if you struggle with an anxiety disorder, then you go see a mental health professional to help you work through that, or sometimes you may need medication. So that's the solution for that. Again, it going back to if a person has, let's say they break their leg, do we not tell them, oh, you need to go probably go to the hospital to get an x-ray, and then you probably need to get a cast. If a person has cancer, do we tell them, just pray about it and um you don't have to go to chemo like it's again like I said on my very first the welcome episode we have this double standard when it comes to mental health but it's like we don't want to do the actual work and I get extremely upset because I lost my cousin who who, he would have been turning 18 this month and I'm also a suicide survivor and people know my story i'm very open about how the churches at least i'm not gonna say all churches but the people in my church community not all but a lot of them were uneducated or mental health and they didn't really no one actually encouraged me to see a psychiatrist or a therapist or any type of mental health professional i was just told you know again i say it a thousand times to talk in tongues for 20 minutes a day I was told that my medication would make me feel worse and that I shouldn't take the medication. And it's like, why is that? The brain is an organ just like the heart and the liver. And if you don't take care of the brain, then it will become ill. It will become sick. If you don't take care of, you know, your other organs in your body, you could possibly become sick. Like if you drink a lot of alcohol, we know that you can damage your liver. Like it's the exact same thing like we have to take care of our mental health but it's like when it comes to our faith we just will say things like okay just pray about it but we're not willing to do the work and the work God could very well be saying okay yes but I need you to meet me halfway God could be very well saying I need you to go to therapy as well I need you to maybe see the psychiatrist I need you to work out that childhood trauma I need you 
to meet me halfway and give me something to work with and that's the thing and i can't speak for other religions but in the christian faith it's, it's like sometimes we don't even want to give god anything to work with and god could very well work through the mental health professionals and i truly believe god worked through the professionals when i was in the psychiatric unit and i'll actually record an episode and talk about what that entire experience was like he worked through the people in the partial hospitalization program he worked through my therapist that i currently have and in september will make three years he worked through my psychiatrist even though you know on a tangent a bit i need to find another one but he but he is it's not that my psychiatrist isn't good it's the people who work in his office that work for him that kind of gets under my skin but anyway i digress the thing is it's I, you know, need, of course, medication to help me. With that, my doing the work for me is I have to go see my psychiatrist once a month. Doing the work is I have to go to therapy once a week. Doing the work is me implementing my coping strategies. And what is that journaling? What is that reading? What is that staying away from my triggers? What is that actually going through the process and feeling my emotions? And when I say people use it as a crutch, they'll pray about something and then sometimes people will suppress those emotions. Suppressing is not dealing. Suppressing your emotions and suppressing your thoughts and how you feel and actually processing, that's not dealing. And if you're suppressing it, then you're not actually giving God an opportunity to work with anything. And that's what I mean when I say people using it as a crutch. And so there's even a story in the Bible. When I, when I speak at different conferences, I often talk about the story of Elijah. So if anyone knows the story about Elijah, Elijah was a prophet of God. And he was a prophet during this time of Ahab. Ahab ruled over Israel. And Ahab was married to Jezebel, and in the Bible it talks about them worshiping a false god. Elijah, he went to Ahab and he told the people that, you know, they needed to repent or God would cause a famine. And if God, of course, caused a famine, what does that mean? The people in Israel, they would be without food or water. But Jezebel didn't believe in Elijah's God and so what she did was she had all the prophets killed and Elijah proposed a test to them and said well let's build two altars and let's see when we call out to our God let's see which God shows up so the priests that believed in the false God they called upon their God to send down a fire to burn the altar and there was no answer and nothing happened and then Elijah called down to his God and the fire came down and burnt up the offering. So when Jezebel heard about this, she planned to have Elijah killed. And this, according to 1 Kings chapter 19, verse 3 to 5, the scripture says that Elijah was afraid and he ran for his life. When he came to Beersheba in Judah, he left his servant there and he went on a day's journey into the wilderness by himself. He came to a broom, a broom bush, sat under it, and he prayed that he might die. His words were, Lord, I had enough. Take my life. I am, I am no better than my ancestors. Then he lay down under the bush and fell asleep. So again, his words were, I had enough. 
he prayed that he might die because he said that he's no better than his ancestors and so if he wanted he wanted to die he was struggling with suicidal thoughts or suicide ideation his statements revealed that he was signs of going through a depression one he left his servant so what does that mean if elijah left his servant that mean that he went into he went into the wilderness to be isolated what is what are one of the signs of depression isolation and i know isolation very well because isolation became my best friend when i was diagnosed i stopped eating i was by myself in the house for days not showering not eating or sometimes binge eating not answering my phone deactivating all of my social media not responding to emails like i was just by myself not wanting to do or i would respond very short or somebody would call me I wouldn't answer or either I would respond to the text message and they'll like text me later to check on me and then I wouldn't respond. There was no, I was not consistent. I was extremely isolated, which had people worried. And that's exactly what Elijah did. Now, let me say this. In the biblical days, they did not have uh, the the mental health, uh, the mental illness, or they didn't have the diagnosis. So they didn't have schizophrenia. They didn't have major depressive disorder they didn't have bipolar disorder like they didn't have these names they didn't have the advances of technology but what is still the same are the signs his words the things that he said or the symptoms the things that you see when it comes to depression and that was something I never knew about I never knew anything in the bible about Elijah going through a depression that was something that I researched and something that I started to read as I was preparing to speak about a conference and really looking in the Bible where they talked about mental health. And I never heard anyone in a church or at a church conference talk about people in the Bible actually going through a mental ill or experiencing mental illness. And so I was like, wow, when that was really revealed to me, I was like, wow, Elijah was going through a, a depression. And even um, Pastor Almicia Gibson, she talked about it very briefly on a previous episode that is called, it's one of the earlier episodes that's called Suicide Will Send You to Hell. Now, no, we don't believe that, but I named the episode that for marketing purposes because I know that some people believe that. But, so that's what the episode is called if you want to go back and listen to it. And I'll be sure to link it in the description box or the show notes, same difference. So you can go back and listen to that episode. But yes, Elijah was going through depression. And I truly believe that if more preachers talked about mental health and they told stories about people in the Bible who have experienced mental health challenges, even though they didn't have a name for the mental illness, because again, they didn't have the advances in science and technology. But more people would be more open about coming forth with their mental health challenges. But because when people talk about their mental health, they're usually, their face is usually attacked, like it's blamed on them. Like imagine being blamed for having cancer or imagine being blamed for, you know, actually you're the reason for why you got cancer. Like people don't do that for people with cancer or diabetes. Like they, but they blame people with mental illness, like it's our fault. And so that's, you know, that's one of the reasons why people don't come forth. And instead we're told things like pray harder. You just need to fast more and have more faith. And 
again, we are using, you know, faith as a crutch or our religion for some people or our spirituality as a crutch. And here's the thing. I will say this again. I am not saying that you don't pray because your girl, like I said, I just, my friend, shout out to Bree. She just got finished praying for me on the phone. And I prayed this morning. I prayed yesterday morning. I do pray to God, but I also know that God requires me to do work. I have to be willing to put in the work for God to meet me where I am. If I want to have a better, you know, if I want, because if I want to make sure that I'm mentally healthy, you know, God requires us to give a heat. We have to give him something to work with is what I'm trying to say. And again, if it's something that's outside of your control, of course you pray and you leave it alone. But praying about it does not mean suppressing things. Praying about it does not mean burying your emotion and letting it fester and turn into anger and bitterness and envy and jealousy. That's that's not what it is. And that's what sometimes people are doing. People are constantly praying or they're in the and they're in the church and they're praying about things, but yet they're actually letting it fester and it's sitting there. And before you know, that's how you that's how things come about when it comes to mental illness when you let things sit whether it's um depression or an anxiety disorder and of course it's very complex so sometimes it's not always because again what a person may have done when it comes to like them letting things fester mental illness can also be genetic you know it's very complex but when it comes to in the terms of mental health and allowing our spirituality and our relationship with God to work for us I truly believe that when it comes to mental health a person's faith can very well get them through their if they're going through a mental health crisis there are a lot of people that their faith has gotten them to where they are their faith is very important to their recovery journey uh Lauren Hope who's a mental health speaker and she's been on the podcast and she talks about how her faith has been a great part of her mental health journey and there was something that she actually tweeted I need to find the tweet so I can share it with you all and she said her tweet was she saw on Twitter that Jesus is not an antidepressant and she asked what are your thoughts on this? And I was like, mm, I'm, I feel different about that just because I do believe that God or Jesus uh, or Allah, whoever a person believes in as far as their higher power, that they can certainly help someone who's experiencing a mental illness. And so I feel really indifferent about that just because when you, of course, when it starts coming to faith and mental health, it gets really mushy. And all of this was just brought about to me when I thought about the lady saying, oh, I just pray for everybody. But here's the thing. It requires us. That's why my work that I'm doing is also advocating by writing articles. I'm advocating by speaking at these different conferences and events. And I'm talking about it on the podcast because with the rise of black children dying by suicide and black boys hanging themselves has nearly tripled and also suicide actually increased in almost every single state in the United States of America 
That means it requires for us to not only pray, but to actually do the work. And that's what gets me frustrated is because sometimes they people just use, again, they use using God or prayer, their faith as a crutch. They pray about it, but it actually requires for them to do the work and they don't want to do the work. And here's the thing. Sometimes people... When people open up in the church and they talk about their mental health challenges or if they've been diagnosed with a mental illness, now you have people in the church gossiping about it. That's why, again, people don't like going or they don't like opening up to people in the church because they're afraid of judgment. And so here's my suggestion. After you pray for someone, do not judge them. Don't call them crazy, loony. That's if you're a Christian, then that's not very Christ-like. After you pray for someone, do not gossip about them in the church because there are there's a lot of gossip going on in the church. Don't gossip about someone's mental health struggles. Like, after you pray for someone, educate yourself on their mental illness. Because when we become educated about things then we can truly have more compassion and more understanding for what someone is going through. We really, really have to do better about dismantling the mental health stigma, especially in the church. And again, stop using it as a crutch. So the next time someone says, pray about it when it comes to your mental health, in the words of Patrice, she has a wonderful t-shirt that you got, that everyone listening to the podcast should get. Please kindly remind them when they say pray about it when it comes to your mental health that you can pray and see a therapist at the same time. And that quote is on the t-shirt and it's by Patrice Douglas who will actually be a guest on the podcast next week. So there have been studies. There's an article on psychology today and I'll be sure to link it in the show notes. And it talks about that studies have been indicating that religion, you know, can be really helpful, especially in times of stress, which is, or vulnerability, such as if someone's going through a divorce or bereavement. That's why when life events happen, people often run to the church because, or they run to their higher power because they look to find some type of relief or some type of and uh, answer for whatever it is that they're going through or some type of comfort during that time. And so religion, a person's faith can be very, very helpful for their mental health. But of course, there's this tension when it comes to mental health and a person's faith, which is why I work to really talk more about faith and mental health. I've said, you know, in previous episodes that there are resources for people of faith where you can see a mental health professional who is a Christian or is a Muslim or, you know, someone who has the same faith that that makes you feel comfortable. But the whole point of this episode and something that I really wanted to talk about is for us to stop using prayer as a crutch and as a cop-out. And that's really it for today. I thought it was important. And like I said, I had something else planned for us today, but I truly felt this on my spirit just all week. And I thought it was something that 
we needed to talk about. So I encourage you all, you know, who's listening to the podcast, who's struggling with their mental health or someone who doesn't understand mental health. I know I can sometimes get really fired up when it comes to, you know, faith, the Christian faith and mental health because of my experience. And I don't come from a place of being angry or bitter. I was at one point. Yes, I absolutely was. But I'm not angry or bitter because I understood that people, they just didn't understand. But I just want to encourage people who are more quick, who are quick to say pray about it, um, but are not willing to do, but are not willing to do the work or are not willing to hear someone out. And like one of the things that my, that my friends, my friend did, or she's more like my sis. Hey, Brie Brie, I know she's listening. She listens to the podcast faithfully and I appreciate your support. Um, but she encouraged me. She said, I understand. It's okay. It's okay to cry. It's okay to actually process your emotions because you're human. So no, I'm not going to suppress it. Yeah, I'm going to pray. But if I need to cry about it, I'm going to cry too. And that's the thing. A lot of times, again, it's like some people pray about it, but then they're actually not really giving it to God because if if you're giving it to God, then you're not suppressing it. So this week's therapist shout out is Tim Rogers, and he's a life and marriage family therapist. And Tiffany Rogers, who is a certified drug and alcohol counselor, and they are based in California. I'm trying to see, I'm actually looking on their website right now to see exactly where they are in California. But I'm super excited about this, just about their practice, because it's a husband and wife practice, and they offer individual therapy, couples therapy, and family therapy. And they are based in Sherman Oaks, California. And I'll be sure to leave their information in the show notes. Actually, it says that Tiffany's office is located in Sherman Oaks. And they also have another office in Encino, California. And so if there's anyone listening to the podcast who is in that area, be sure to check them out. And their website is rogersfamilytherapy.com. Again, that's rogersfamilytherapy.com. And y'all know I'll leave the information in the show notes. And if you, again, are listening to this podcast and you hear and you reach out to their practice and you make an appointment and they're going to be like, oh, how did you hear about the our practice? And you'd be like, oh, Kia, Kia of the Fireflies Unite podcast. So y'all let them know at Rogers Family Therapy that I sent you over. So for this week's Mind, Body, and Soulness segment, I want to share an awesome resource with you all. And if you are actually new to the podcast, then this you will have not heard this before. But I previously interviewed in a previous episode, um, Keandra Jackson, who is America's number one marriage counselor, marriage therapist, and she's based in California. I love Keandra. I have yet to meet her, but she's been on the podcast and she's doing amazing work. And she talked briefly about her book, but she really didn't get into too much detail. It was just mentioned. 
but I really wanted to shout her book out. And it's called Staying Sane in an Insane World, A Prescription for Even Better Mental Health. It's a book on Amazon. So if you have a Kindle, the book is only 99, uh, not 99, sorry, y'all. If you have a Kindle, the book is $9.99. Yes. And if you order the book, the book is $12.99. And you can get it on Amazon. And I will be sure to leave the link in the show notes so you can get her book. But yes, again, the book is called Stay Insane in an Insane World, A Prescription for Even Better Mental Health. And it's by the lovely Keandra Jackson. And she really offers a lot of resources in the book. The book is very small. It's like a pocket-sized book that you can easily, well, if you're if you wear tight pants, you can't put the the book in your pants. But if you can put it in your purse, but it's super small, you can carry it with you. And I'm really excited about reading her book because uh, y'all know I'm a Kindle reader, so I'll be downloading it on my Kindle. But I did order four copies and I'll be giving them out as um, thank you gifts for my volunteers for my Save Our Babies event this week. And I'm super excited about it just because Keandra, again, she's doing great work. And I know that a lot of people are always looking for resources. Like, I don't just want to have this podcast and we're talking about mental health, but not really providing you with the resources. And I really thought this book would be beneficial to you all. So again, I'll leave that information in the show notes. And when y'all purchase it, I need y'all to post it on your Instagram or your Facebook or Twitter Tag Keandra. I'll be sure to leave her social media handles and y'all let her know that, oh, y'all got this book. How did y'all find out about the book? And y'all make sure y'all let her know, oh, I heard about it on Kia's podcast, the Fireflies Unite podcast. So y'all make sure support her. Again, this book will be a great resource for you and really help you better manage your mental health and making sure that you have the tools and the point you in the right direction so you that so that you can simply live a mentally healthy life. And Keandra, another thing that I like about Keandra is that she does a lot of mental health and faith-based events with her church in California. I'm not sure what church she goes to in California, so y'all have to hit her up and ask her if so if you're based in California. But she does a lot when it comes to faith and mental health. And so that was another reason why I wanted to shout her out given this episode. And she actually was on that episode where we talked about Uh, suicide sending people to hell and she talked about faith-based counseling so again I'll be sure to leave that I'll be sure to leave that episode because it was one of our earlier episodes in the show notes so y'all got all types of good stuff today so this episode may rub some people the wrong way but that's okay it's okay if you disagree we don't have to agree on everything but It's really to provide another perspective when it comes to mental health and faith. So that wraps up, y'all. It's been another episode of the Fireflies Unite podcast. I want to thank you for listening. And y'all know before, hey, don't y'all turn this podcast off just yet. Before I completely close out this episode, I just want to say, if you are in the DMV area, I really need your support. So the event is this Saturday, July 21st at 11 o'clock. 
from 11 to 1.30 at the South Bowie Library. Tickets are $15 and it's a portion of the ticket sales will be going to the National Alliance on Mental Illness, Prince George's County, Save Our Babies, A Heart to Heart, About Suicide for Children of Color. The event is for everyone. So you, if you are a parent, if you are an aunt, if you're a godmother or godfather, if you're around children often, you need to be there so you can learn the signs of suicide, so you can learn how to talk to your children about mental health. My life mission is to save as many children as I can from suicide and allowing children to actually go through those emotions. It's okay. Like, again, we're human. We ha- we're human. We can have all the faith in the world, but life is still going to happen to us. And we have to process and go through those emotions. And so I'm really, really passionate about, you know, really saving our children. And so if you're in the DMV area, please come out. I want to meet you. Um, If you can't, if you're not in the DMV area, please feel free to purchase a ticket as as a donation for the National Alliance on Mental Illness. And if you are somewhere else in the area, uh, in the world, or in the United States, and you want me to host Save Our Babies, or you want me to host an event, or you want me to come speak, y'all can send me an email, podcast at fireflyersunite.com. I would love to come and host an event or speak at your conference. I would love to share and meet you and give you all the hugs and listen to your story. I just truly love um, when someone tells me that, you know, me telling my story or them reading an article or something really impacted them. And not because it goes to my head, but because it's saving people lives. And I know what it's like to be in that dark place to give up on life and to be completely hopeless and not wanting to exist. And so if the podcast or if an article or something that I do can help save someone's lives, then I believe that my the work that I'm doing is worth it. You know, I provide this podcast week after week. It's free for everyone to listen to it, you know, because I just believe in giving those resources and really opening the conversation when no one's, when there are so many people, I'm sorry, not that no one that when there are so many people not talking about mental health, especially with July being minority mental health, when you talk about Asian Americans and when you talk about the Latin X community, when you talk about the African American community, mental health uh, impacts us very differently. We have a different set of stressors that we have to overcome. We deal with so much and when you think about all that's going on in the world with, I don't even want to say the person who's currently in office. Um, yeah, so when you think about immigration and children being taken away from their families, that adds to PTSD that, that can cause PTSD, I'm sorry, that can cause depression, that can cause anxiety. Families are being broken up and people are being traumatized and high levels of anxiety because you don't know if your children are going to be taken away from you. Like we deal with, we have to overcome educational, you know, educational and also police brutality. We have to overcome not just all education, but healthcare gaps. There are so many things that people of color deal with 
more than someone who's not of color. And that's not to say that a person who is not of color don't have mental health challenges, but our challenges are very different because this world, and I'm gonna speak in terms for me being an African-American woman, America was not built for me. America was not built for black people. America was built, literally slaves built this country and for free. We all know the story of obviously of slavery and us still dealing with the impacts of slavery and Caucasians still benefit benefiting off of slavery, whether we want to admit it or not. And it's a harsh reality that some people don't want to hear. But here's the thing. People of color and black people people are afraid of black men walking down the street or they think that someone's going to rob them and the thing is we deal with a whole set of different or a whole set of different problems we feel like even in the workplace when you think about us feeling like we have to change our voices which is code switching and maybe we should do an episode on code switching but we have to uh change the way that we talk to make uh, pe- Caucasian people feel more comfortable. We can't, it's, it's so much that we have to deal with that people who are not of color don't have to deal with because, and that's why they're always saying things like go back to your country. But truth be told, the only people who are not immigrants in this country are Native Americans. So it's, it's just so much ignorance that is happening in this country and so much that's going on as it pertains to our mental health that's really impacting us because of the current political climate and it does add to you know our mental health when you think about getting pulled over by the police is this going to be the last time do I have to put my camera on or if I talk a certain way am I going to be called ghetto or my name my name being Takiya like is that a it's an urban or ghetto name whatever you want to call it like all these things these perception or someone looking at a name on a resume and automatically throwing it out with uh people of color being discriminated against it's just so much it's so much and so that's why with it being minority mental health month these are things that I really wanted to talk about and so I, of course, you know, if you have anything that you want me to talk about on the podcast, please send an email podcast at fireflyesunite.com. If you, um, you can also slide in my DMs. I happily, I, I mean, I openly, I am willing to accept people sliding in my DM when it comes to asking things about mental health. And people, you know, they often do reach out to me and ask me for, people do often reach um, reach out to me on social media and ask for advice. And I always, um, go. everything goes back to therapy. I will always encourage someone to see a therapist because I am not a therapist and I can't tell people what to do. What works for me may not work for you, but that's why I provide different resources on the podcast so people can figure out what works for them. But... Y'all, I thank you so much for listening. I appreciate the support. Please share the podcast. Please write reviews. Please share it with a friend. Share it on social media. If you're, um, like I said, we're also, we're now on Spotify. So you can listen to the podcast on Spotify now, which is great. Um, 
And again, y'all, I just want y'all to know I really do appreciate it. You all have a blessed week. I love you all. I am so appreciative of, of the support that I am getting uh, from this podcast. And I look forward to the podcast just growing. I look forward to the community growing. I want to work on ways and I will continue to work on ways to make the community more engaging, to maybe do meetups. I'm just really excited about the things that is happening um, for the Fireflies Unite family. And if you are new, I hope that you got something out of this, um, this particular episode. You all have a blessed week and I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope that you obtain tools and resources from the Fireflies Unite podcast to help you manage your mental health, but please do not use it as a substitute for a relationship with a licensed therapist or psychiatrist. Let's continue the conversation by following me on Fireflies Pod on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram.